0: Welcome to River Cafe Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios.
1: I'm sitting here in the River Cafe garden with David Beckham. He has just cooked an exquisite tagatelli with fresh rolls, butter, and parmesan. It's a bit much, really, as I don't go around scoring free kicks. I know David has a lot of friends a lot of colleagues, and certainly a lot of fans. But when he comes to the River Cafe, it's with his family, Victoria and their four children, always sitting at table one, basking in family love, sharing food, and always having his favourite wine, (laughs) Sassacaya. Thank you, David.
2: You're welcome. Thank you, Ruthie.
1: You were describing cooking as one of the great pleasures um, the other night.
2: It's one of my biggest passions, you know, along with wine now. Mm. I love to cook. You know, I was in the kitchen the other day cooking for the kids and Victoria was like, can I help? What can I do? And I was like, honestly, mm. sit down,
1: yeah. have
2: a vodka and tonic, yeah. relax, be with mm. the kids. This is what I love to do.
1: And I really relate to that mm. because you kind of follow, there's a method, isn't there? But it's also creative and it's also, you're doing it for your kids who you yeah. haven't seen all day and there's the anticipation. And I think that is something why you probably like to cook and I like to cook.
2: It's Just one of the main reasons why I love to cook because it's why I love Lego also, you know, Mm. because it relaxes me, you know, and I'm 47 years old and I still (laughs) sit there with, you know, on my own actually till two, three, four in the morning doing Lego because actually it relaxes me. And it's the same cooking for the kids. I love to cook for my parents. I love to cook for my friends. And I think that it's obviously come from, you know, my upbringing. Was
1: your mother cook? Who cooked um, with my
2: mum? My mum cooked for me and my sisters every single night. And I had hard-working parents, working-class parents, where my dad was out from 6 in the morning till 7 in the evening. Um, my mum was a hairdresser and still is a hairdresser. She used to spend her evenings, obviously, cooking for me and my sisters. And then at about 8 or 9 o'clock in the evening... Some old ladies would arrive and she'd be doing their hair till 11, 12 at night. So, yes, my mum used to cook for us every evening, every Sunday lunch. um, And my grandma was exactly the same as well. So, that's really my childhood with my grandparents. And my my granddad was Jewish. So, every Saturday when we'd turn up, my grandma would have this most amazing chicken noodle soup oh, with, yeah. with the mozza meal dumplings. So I was like bought up. That's what I was bought up on. And the jelly deals, one of the delights of being from the East end of London was pie mash and jelly deals and liquor. That yeah. was what I was really bought up on. It was, it was the one treat that I used to go with my nan, and my granddad. Um, we used to go down to Chapel Market. There was the the most amazing pie and mash um, shop there, and we used to sit in there, sawdust on the floor, sat on you know wooden seats, and eating our pie and mash and jelly deals.
1: What was in the pie?
2: Actually, it's it's just mincemeat. meat. It's yeah. just minced meat. The pies are the most amazing pastry, and I always get them to turn them upside down on my plate, and then wow. it's a big dollop of mash, and the mash is literally there's no there's hardly any butter in it. It's oh. just salt and the potatoes. And then the liquor is this most amazing green sauce. With it's made with parsley and stewed eels, and then I put some um, spicy vinegar over the top with some a little bit of salt and lots of pepper. But the jelly eels are the thing that not many people that I know love the jelly eels. My my grand used to like them stewed. I literally like them in the gelatine. So they come cut up um, in slices. So the eels are cut up and they come in this this plastic yeah. pot, and I just pour vinegar and pepper on it, and I have it at least once a week now.
1: Many people that I talk to talk about the food of their parents, but the memory of their grandparents is really important to them.
2: We used to go there every weekend um, because my dad's parents actually had passed away before we, we had all grown up, so yeah. we always used to spend weekends at my... Man and granddad's house, so my mum's mum and dad, and we used to turn up at their at their flats in London. And uh, the first thing that I would do when I walked through the door in my grand's flat would I'd be open I'd open the fridge, mm. and there she'd have fresh strawberries every Saturday morning that we turned up. She'd have fresh strawberries and a big pot of sugar.
1: It it's was, interesting uh, that you talk about that because my husband mm. Richard designed a house, which was a very, a very strong route from the park, through the garden, through the courtyard, Mm. into the house and into a garden. But my route, I always used to say was from the courtyard into the house and into the fridge. You know, (laughs) my first stop was always at the fridge because again, his mother always had food for us. Yeah. Well, they,
2: they had a very, they had a very small flat. So as you walk in, literally the, the toilet was on your left and just slight of a foot further was the fridge. So you open the fridge and there there was, you know, mm. the most amazing fresh strawberries every, every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning. Because my grandfather used to go to work at about 11 o'clock in the morning. So what we'd do is we'd arrive really early, like 9 o'clock. My gran would have this thick, freshly cut bread. She'd make the am- most amazing sandwich. I'd sit and watch like the the football on a Saturday morning before my granddad left and then he'd go to work and then go and watch Spurs play. What did and he then do? He was in the print. So, mm. yeah, he was in the print and he worked up until he was 80, 81, 82. He still went to work and, um, yeah, he's a, an amazing man and, and a, he was a Tottenham fan. So he used to go and watch Tottenham in the afternoons um, and that's where my gran and my mum used to take me down to Chapel Market and we used to go and have pie and mash.
1: How old would you have been?
2: Oh my God. We went there from, as long as I can remember, I mean, two, three years old and mm. up until, yeah, up until they passed away.
1: So your, this, your mother, that's interesting that she mm. worked all day, then yeah. she cooked for you at night, served you sat at the table and then worked again, would she have done a weekly shop or would she stop at the market or Um, how would she do all that, do you think?
2: I mean, she'd do, she'd probably do a weekly shop, shop, I'd say. But, you know, my mum, like I said, she'd drop us to school in the mornings. Then, you know, she'd do Mm. hairdressing throughout the day, pick us up from school, bring us home, cook us, you know, whatever Mm. we were going to eat that evening, which was either she used to make the most amazing gammon and chips which again mm. it's one of those things that i still have now i have it was amazing gammon fried egg uh pineapple from a tin coleslaw mm-hmm. um and chips mm. uh, and it was one of my favorite meals and she still cooks that for me now That's so yeah that was one of the things that i i used to love
1: The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Help helps is a maxim I believe in. We all carry around stress and hardship, and when we keep it inside, it starts to chip away. Therapy is a safe place, and therapy is for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash Ruthie today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash Ruthie. Betterhelp.com slash Ruthie.
0: Hey, this is Christina Quinn.
1: When you left home and you were no longer had your mother to cook, but you also you had <clears throat> such a love for food and an understanding of the connection of food and the importance of sitting at a table. What mm. was that like when you left that?
2: Um, I was actually quite excited because I left home when I was 15 years old to move up to Manchester. 15? When I was 15. Wow. So I, I and then I was in lodgings. So I was in lodgings for about four years and then I bought my first house. And actually, I was quite excited about it because in all honesty, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my mum, mm, you know, hated. helping helping her with the dinners. Mm. Um, and then when she would do her hairdressing in the evenings, I, I used to make the cups of tea and bring the biscuits or the cake for, for all my mum's um, ladies that she was doing their hair. So I used to love that kind of thing. So getting my own house having to cook for myself, actually, I was very excited about.
1: Would you entertain? Would you cook for friends? I would
2: entertain. I'd have a few friends around. You know, I, mm. I, I did like to go out for dinner, but my favorite evenings were, and still are, you know, cooking for the kids, cooking for friends, you know, and especially when I have, when I have like a lot of time, mm. you know, pretty recently I was in isolation actually for five days because I'd just been to Italy. So I came back and I'm, one of the last days, uh, Victoria's parents had a party and I couldn't actually go to it. Mm-hmm. So everyone was out of the house and I actually secretly loved it. <laughs> so I literally had two most amazing cuts of meat. What
1: and were they and uh,
2: one was a T-bone and I had some English Wagyu. I poured one glass of most amazing red wine mm-hmm. that I had. Treated myself to because I was on my own, feeling sorry for myself, looking forward to watching the football in the afternoon on my own. I set the barbecue up, and I think there's there's nothing better than when you have time to get everything right. You have, you know, I had a nice tomato and onion or salad, and I literally had the meat and a glass of wine, and it was the most amazing meal that I'd had for a long time. So, those are my perfect afternoons or evenings.
1: Wagyu. it was what's actually
2: it? quite thick. thick I don't like to brag Go but on. I, I, us, I cooked, did cooked cook it, it to what absolute perfection what's your
1: idea of a perfect well
2: table? I'd been watching chef's table that morning mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. gave me the idea of obviously doing you know the the, the barbecue in the afternoon mm. so I'd been watching the butcher there's there an Italian butcher on the chef's table so I put it on the grill cooked it for 6 or 7 minutes either side mm. and it was quite a thick piece um bit of salt bit of pepper and i like i like my meat i I like it rare medium uh, push but rare more rare and it was it came out perfect and it was only me in the house, so mm. I ate it. All. I like it
1: when it's when you can, if it's thick enough, then you can get it really black on the outside. Yeah. I mean, not black, but you yeah. Really, so there's that contrast. Do yeah. you think of the, the crunchiness raw meat inside and the and then the, yeah, I the, love. the strong. So crunch.
2: that's how, that's what it was like that day. Yeah. So it was the perfect day, and I had a <laughs> bottle of uh, Italian Masetto. So I corovand it and um, poured a couple of glasses for myself. Tell me, nice.
1: we've been talking about food. What do you feel about wine?
2: You know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm from the east end of London. So really, I only saw my mum and dad drinking either, you know, Blue Nun or Lambrisco. um, And that was as good as it really got.
1: Um,
2: So then when me and Victoria actually first started dating, um, we used to go to this restaurant in the Midland Hotel in Manchester called the French Restaurant. And it was very fancy. And we used to go in there and we used to sit in the corner and we used to order... The most expensive bottle of champagne and the most expensive bottle of wine, not knowing what we were mm. drinking. We were just wanting to have a nice night out and mm. know that we were drinking something great, even though we had no idea what we were drinking. Mm. And I think that was my first introduction into tasting a great wine. One of the first things. Do you remember evens, what it
1: was? Do you remember?
2: I, I want to say it was either a 62 or 67 um, Latour. Mm. And that was my first introduction into tasting something that I thought was great. Even though I had no idea whether it was great or not, I knew that I was tasting something special. So at that point, obviously, I was still, you know, a professional player. So I never really, I was never a a big drinker. I I used to have a glass of wine or, you know, every now and again, but I never really drank throughout my career. But then I really started loving wine. When we first moved to LA and we used to go to Napa Valley a lot and I used to sit with people like Bill Harlan or Mm -hmm. Ann Colgan and I think that there's nothing better than actually sitting at a table with someone that knows Mm -hmm. what they're talking about Mm -hmm. and what they're drinking and what they're smelling and what they're tasting. Um, annoyingly, Victoria is very good on that. That is annoying. Um, it is annoying, actually. <laughs> she does.
1: She has a, She can say this wine tastes of cigarette smoke. Uh, yes, and that's charcoal. exactly what can she, she can say. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it really does. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I
2: don't taste that. But yeah. um, no, but uh, annoyingly, she's very good at that. And uh, she she'll never admit it. She'll always say, "Well, David's the expert." Then. Mm then, you know, all of a sudden she'll come out with, oh, that smell, that tastes a little bit smoky and, you know, so, yeah. But, you know, I I love wine. And does I love, it matter
1: to you if you order a wine that you might not be happy with it? How does, um, it, how does you know it make you know what I have?
2: Feel? I How does it make me feel? Actually, I think it can make or break a, an evening, in make my opinion. Make or break
1: an evening, I really yeah. do think
2: it does, even though you know that you're going to get great food in the restaurant, wherever you are. For me, if I have picked the wrong wine, wrong glass of wine or the wrong bottle of wine, I wouldn't say it ruins my evening. Mm. But yeah, it does ruin my evening. And I get quite emotional about food and wine. You know, when I'm I'm eating something great, I want everyone to try it. You know, and that's, that's, unfortunately... I'm married to someone that has eaten the same thing for the last 25 years since yeah. since I've met her, Victoria yeah. Yeah. she she only eats you know grilled fish steamed vegetables she will very rarely de- deviate away from there yeah. the only time that she's ever probably shared something that's been on my plate was actually when she was pregnant with Harper do
1: you remember And when it was the
2: most amazing thing it was it was my f- one of my favorite evenings mm. I can't remember what it was but I know that she's not eaten it since.
0: (laughs) Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next-day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
2: To be honest, I've been so lucky because in a way, when I left Manchester Mm. um, and I had to leave Manchester United, I was obviously devastated at the time, but it's it really educated me in living in different countries, eating different foods, trying different things. And when I was playing in Italy for eleven months, Mm -hmm. I was on loan at AC Milan. So I'd train in the morning and in the afternoon, I decided to take a culinary course in Italian cuisine. And I absolutely loved it. So was it I did that for private about,
1: lesson, or was it in a class?
2: I had a few private lessons, and then it was in a class. But mm. everybody was very, you know, focused on mm. what they were all doing, so they weren't even bothered that I was, mm. obviously, mm. at the time. It's a big deal to be playing for an Italian mm. team. Of course, of
1: course.
2: Um, so I did the culinary course because my kid's favorite food is Italian. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to perfect making the perfect ragu. I wanted to perfect doing the perfect risotto. I always had it in my head that doing a risotto, making a risotto, was difficult. Mm-hmm. Actually, it turns out not to be that difficult. So, um
1: what did they teach you about making a
2: perfect um, risotto? Obviously, the the, the stock is a, is really most important, and and literally, you're stood there for twenty minutes, kind of making sure that you're keeping an eye on everything. That's not going too dry, that it's not going it's not got too much liquid in it, and then obviously the ending is the part where everything comes together with the parmesan, you know, so that. I I just loved that time because I got to perfect the perfect, well, I think it's the perfect ragu, Mm. making fresh pasta from scratch Mm. and obviously the risotto. So that was one of the things that I loved about living in Italy, you know. And it's the one thing that I love about Italians and the Italian food and the culture because for a start, it's all about family. Mm. It's all about food Mm. and the wine, of course. Mm. But whether you go into a small cafe on the side of the street or you're in the middle of Tuscany with an old Italian mama making the most amazing pasta, everything that I ate and I have always eaten in Italy has always been astonishing Mm. everything
1: I always say when you say that it's family I Mm. I always tell the story that I was once Mm. in a room in a house with Richard and and with his family in uh, Tuscany and I heard this huge argument going on downstairs in Italian and I thought oh no you know what's going on so I kind of made my way downstairs and there were two sisters and they were in the kitchen and they were having this unbelievable argument about whether or not with a papa pomodoro, which is a bread soup of just bread and tomatoes. Uh, one wanted to add a bit of water at the end, <laughs> and the other one didn't. And, you know, so it's not even village to village, family to family, region to region. It can be sister to sister, you know, mm. that there's the right way to do it. And they care so much, you They know? care
2: so much. And even when they're not arguing, it sounds like they're arguing. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they're so passionate about yeah. it.
1: I hope we'll cook together more. I mean, they loved having you in the kitchen. I loved today. being in the kitchen. It's good, isn't it? It's oh, our It's amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. We'll, we'll plan that. Well, thank you, David. Thank that you, Rufi. Thank you for Love having me.
2: You. You're welcome. Love you too.
1: In the next episode, you can hear David cooking a pasta in the River Cafe kitchen. Then we'll continue our conversation about football, family, and food. To visit the online shop of The River Cafe, go to shoptherivercafe.co.uk.
0: River Cafe Table 4 is a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.